0: Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax,
1: and unwind and read me romance. Read, read me romance. Tessa doesn't have a choice. She has to spy on the crown or risk certain death. Except Prince Sebastian would have no mercy on the traitor. He's known for being harsh, even cruel. The only thing he wants is to protect his country with honor. That means keeping his hands off the help, no matter how enticing she looks in her uniform. When he learns what she's really after, he'll extract his punishment from every square inch of her. Made for the Royal Prince by Winter James is available now in Kindle Unlimited. It's red hot, and you definitely want to go grab it, lady listeners. Hey, hey, lady
0: listeners. Hey. Welcome to Thunderdome.
1: (laughs) Mel is still not with
0: us. She had to order a new microphone, so fingers crossed she can be on with us next week. I'm not sure how fast she can get it shipped. I hope it's quick. Well, Amazon is doing
1: this thing where they they say it's going to take six weeks, and then it shows up 14 seconds later, and you're like, "I I ordered a massage pillow for my back because I don't know what it is, but it's like... I'm more sore than usual. Yeah. And then it's so weird. Like, I think it's just because quarantine, like you're not in your normal positions. You're not doing your normal things. And so your body is like out of whack. And so I ordered this like massage pillow and it came like the same day. And they said it was going to be it was going to be June. Oh, wow. It. So Amazon's lying. I think they're trying to make it look like they're being supported by <laughs> <laughs> <Like> medical <laughs> professionals. But they're just there and they're doing it. OK. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, we left people on a cliffhanger
0: on, on Friday's podcast about Midnight Sun when we said we'd bring it up and talk about it. Stephanie
1: Meyer announced this week that she is going to release Edward's Point of View uh, in August. So were you on
0: the countdown clock? Were you on her website doing the countdown? Did you do it?
1: I didn't have to because I, really <laughs> <hosting it. laughs> um, I was like, I already know. I, well, I was like, I'm... I'll be happy if it's a sequel to the host or a, mm-hmm. even or if it's Midnight Sun either one. Yeah. I just want more stuff to yeah, her. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, for those who, who have um who were like I thought she already released that. So, it was like 12 years ago she wrote it. Um she wrote like the the first couple of chapters uh, she did Twilight. She rewrote the first couple of chapters but only from Edward's perspective. And so she sent it out to um some bloggers and I guess uh it, someone leaked it. I don't know like the whole details, but apparently for whatever, whatever reason it got out and she was so upset and so hurt, but she ended up not writing it and pub- and instead she published those um, few chapters on her blog page at the time on her website. She posted it so that her fans could read it for free because she felt like her trust had been violated. And she said she just sort of fell out of love with that book after that happened. And And as a writer, I can totally see that that would have made me so upset. I don't know how she finished it, to be honest. I don't know if I could have ever gone back to that because I feel like that book would have always had that connotation with it, with me. I would have always had that emotional reaction when I went to that book, the betrayal, like to be upset and that kind of thing, to have that trust broken. Yeah. And
1: also <clears throat> she probably wasn't ready for the feedback yeah, on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you you have to finish a book and like there's sometimes there's like a few chapters of story building and there's all these things that go into it and the pay and then it, it gets in this the middle is yeah. the meat and then there's the payoff and it's like and the steam just taken release, right out of your
0: sales it's taken mm-hmm. right
1: out of your sales everybody is now going. I didn't like it, yeah. or I, you know, I wanted more, or I wanted this or that, and then you're like, well, fuck it, I'm not yeah. releasing it, and I can't find the motivation to write it. And I saw where now. she had so. written
0: where her mother asked for it every year for Christmas, for her birthday, for Mother's Day. She asked for Midnight Sun, and she was like, you know, she said, all my mother has ever wanted is for me to finish this book. And she was like, you know, it was just time to do it. And I'm just, and she had taught, I saw somewhere and I don't know when or what article or or where I found it, but she was saying that, you know, it, it never felt like the right time to release it either, because she said, then there was like the whole wave of 50 shades. And then after that, there was the book gray, well, you know, that came out too, and it was just like it was this constant thing of like, you know, if I put this out, will it be compared to this? Well, you know,
1: will it be locked into that? So, wanted to get away from her kids, in <laughs> so she's like, All right, uh, I guess now's the time to write Midnight Sun. I guess you have to watch that the evil plan was in brilliant, office. it worked to her advantage. But did you see it's like on the
0: pre order, it says like it's 670 pages, and I uh, so she screamed. started it a while ago. Uh, screamed, I was so excited. I don't know how
1: I'm gonna I don't know how I'm going uh, to – I know. I loved so, your yeah. comment when
0: I posted that Midnight Sun was coming in our, our Facebook group at Read Me Romance headquarters. I posted and you were like, I'm so excited for that six-month depression.
1: I was like, I can't wait to sink into a six-month, six-month depression over this. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I remember – we've talked about it before, but just that, like – How much oh, we love that it. like. Yeah. That weight on your chest after eating Twilight, it wouldn't go away for weeks and months. And you were just like, what's the I point know. of getting out of bed in the morning if I'm just going <laughs> to die?
0: <laughs> I'll never have a love like Edward. And I was I'll like, I can't wait to scream like at Edward, my husband. Yeah. And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. You never love me like Edward. <laughs> I'm, it's over and I'm sad. Okay. I had that exact <laughs> thing come out of my mouth. Like 12 years ago when I read Twilight, my husband's like, what's wrong? Like, I'm just sad
1: it's over. Okay. But it's everything It wasn't just It wasn't just the love story It was like the atmosphere Of the book Like you got just You were in this atmosphere oh, And of the then it was, was like
0: so The whole thinkable. Robert Pattinson Kristen Stewart thing Where they were together And we were all so invested
1: And Robert Pattinson Could get it Could right get now. it
0: He could get it now More he, now than he could then
1: I wasn't Like I loved Robert yes. Pattinson Same Pattinson. thing Same <laughs> thing Robert Pattinson I loved him mm. back then I love him But now so, it's, He's like, a, a man this, uh, now Confidence yes. He's got this confidence that is so attractive um, and he's doing, he's done a smart thing where he's done like really kind of like under the radar movies, but now he's going to be Batman. Uh, no. Uh, the timing couldn't even be could God. not be better. I know for this book, so. it's
0: so. So it comes out August fourth. For those of you who may have missed it, um, it does. It comes out August fourth. We are going to dedicate just so many episodes. Maybe we should start a side podcast where we just. Talk. Maybe we should. Well, let's read it and then
1: we'll do a full
0: episode a full about episode about where, where we we'll never talk about it again. No, no we'll continue. <laughs> We're still talking about Twilight. Just. I actually like we I was talking to our mutual friend, Jill, um, the day it came out cause she was just so excited. And she told, I didn't realize she had a colon, she has a colon crest tattoo. She has the colon crest tattoo. on her. like, that's, I was like, her, yeah, I, was like I have an apple on my thigh because of that. Like I have an apple because of Twilight and because I hit New York times. Like it was like, Stephanie Meyer is what made me love romance. Like Twilight is what just launched me into romance books.
1: It got me back into it. Yeah. Because like up until that point, I'd, i think I'd 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 read a ton of like um, old Harlequins romance or as a teen as a teenager. Yes, yeah. Like, uh, uh-huh. As four, 14 mm-hmm. through my twenties and like I would read a lot of historicals especially. But then I just like kinda dropped. For sure. It. And then when Twilight came back out, it's, I was actually at my house. I think it house, sent me
0: into I, a modern day romance lifestyle yeah yeah contemporary yeah Yeah. that's for me but you were where
1: i i I was at my grandmother's house and she had twilight Mm -hmm. like out on her bookshelf and i was like what's Mm -hmm. this and i read the blurb and the blurb is so it it draws you in it's like he he wants he it's like he can't stay away from her, but he also can yeah. kill her and he wants to kill her or something. Or wants I'm telling blood. you what, it was done, done so, so good. fucking good.
0: Everything about that book was done right, and I think it's because when Stephanie Meyer wrote it, I think she knew what she had in her pocket. You know what I mean? I think she's like, no, no, this is good. We're gonna wait. We're I'm gonna wait on the right publisher to to say yes. And we're
1: going to do this the right
0: way. And it just, yeah. fuck it. It turned out right, um, I guess. But shit. Okay, so
1: I, it turned out right. So Midnight Sun coming out in August, like, yes. just be excited mm-hmm. with us. Okay, so, and also if people want to fucking hate on Twilight to you, just. Fuck them. Just ignore them. them. Who em. cares? Who cares? You can't enjoy something. What do they enjoy? (laughs) Oh, and by the way, I did mention
0: before, and I'll say it again, just in case um, you guys didn't, if you haven't heard, the new um, Hunger Games book comes out May 19th. It's a prequel, and it's set set around, it's set 70 years in the past or something. It's one of, it's like the 10th Hunger Games or something. But President Snow, he's like helping a tribute. Like he's one of the people that, like he, he jockeys to get this position, to get this job of being a person that like is assigned to a tribute to help them in the process. Kinda like uh, Lenny Kravitz was in the movies. I can't forget I can't remember his real name in the books. It's the guy that gets assigned to Katniss. That's what um, President Snow gets to do. And he gets saddled with like I wanna say it's like District eleven or twelve or something. And so his tribute, he, like, doesn't get a really good one. So anyways, so that's what the prequel's about. And I'm really excited to read it and see what is it. So you
1: find out why he's like Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm kind of excited to uh, kind of dive back into that world, too. And I was like, God, this is amazing. You know, it feels like, you know, my romance and stuff is coming back around. Because The Hunger Games, to me, was a romance. It was difficult at times. But, you know, I feel like there was that happily ever after in it. So... I mean, so I'm excited about both of us. So just look out for May 19th. And then in August, we're going to be talking about Midnight Sun. So, oh, uh, we're going
1: to be, it's going to feel like 19 no. or 2001. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever year yep. it was. Mm-hmm. I'm reading. Okay. So I tried to, so I finished the Filthy Rich Americans oh series by Nikki Sloan. And I was like, ah, all right, I feel like I need to like, just get out of this fog for a little while and read something else. And then I immediately downloaded another book. (laughs) (laughs) So well, everybody told me, they were like, you have to read the fourth. So apparently there's like, it's not part of the original trilogy, but there is a character uh, in that series that gets his own book. And so the book is called Redemption. So I'm reading that right now. I feel like right now. (sighs) She she writes uh, some hot, like, Ooh, it's just the sexual tension is just like insane you, it's insane I feel like
0: right now like there is just this whole world of books that are just opened up all of a sudden like maybe it's because I've just I've read my first Cressley Cole book <laughs> but like all of a sudden I'm like where are all these great romances coming from like I just feel like I've awakened into this I don't know I don't know I don't know what I, know vibe, what I was yeah. doing before mm-hmm. no yeah Oh, and I did want to mention for those Audible people out there. I got for some reason I didn't have the book Justice in the New Species, there seri- New Species series by Lauren Donner, and it was on sale on Audible for 373. So, I actually got that yesterday. I'm not sure if that sale is still going on right now, but I did snag it for a deal, so Check
1: that out. So I was thinking, there's a scene in Redemption where he makes the heroine sit naked and eat a piece of cake, and it made me think of <sighs> you, obviously. He, okay. he makes her sit at this long now that's a fucking like, banquet <sighs> table with and sit naked in front of a giant piece of cake, and he sits there and watches Oh my her god, you.
0: why am I so turned on right now? What? <laughs>
1: I'm telling you. What book the, is the this? The thing
0: is, like, like, which one is that the one you're reading right now? The Redemption. This is Redemption. I'm it's like, a like, no. So you Hold have on.
1: you have the initiation, the obsession. I just wrote that down. Redemption, cake, sex, filthy rich American <laughs> series, and then 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 you get like the spinoff book, which is like mm-hmm. the car- a character. You're in I don't wanna, deep. Like, ruin you're in from. so deep. I'm in deep. But I started thinking about like because she's written a scene in each book that has been so like a standout scene that I keep thinking about, like, because she creates this, like, pla- this, like, landscape, and it's, like, a, it's like it imprints on your memory. And I started thinking about, like, what are the most memorable scenes I can think of in romance mm-hmm. novels that, like, I will think of, when I think of that series, I will think yeah, of that scene. Yeah. And I, so, I I think one of them, oh, w- was uh, when Bella jumped off the cliff.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember that, I think of that. in when Twilight, you think of Twilight when she
1: jumped off the cliff and then she hears his voice. Yeah, because she hasn't heard his voice oh, in so okay. long. What, what do you think? What's the scene when you I think about
0: the book Twilight or the whole series? When I think about the series, what sticks out to the me? The Whole series. Oh fuck.
1: I don't know. Like, the- or I'll ask you this: Do you have a scene from a romance novel that you think about that like really stands out because you can see it so? So clearly in your head.
0: Actually, when I was reading Kresley Hull's book last night and they were riding horses in it, the one, that the professional, it made me think of R.K. Lily's Up in the Air series with James Cavendish. And I always think about when he fucks her on the horse, like he's riding a horse and he's fucking her. I think about that scene so many times. Damn, it's hot. It's so good. There's a horse fucking... uh, I know what what you mean. Be careful with my my (laughs) version. I got you. There's
1: a... Fucking yes. on a horse scene, a horse. Fucking yep. Scene. Yep. You did. In the midwinter, the midwinter canceled. mail order, the midwinter mail order bride by yes. Kate Wild. There, uh, the mm-hmm. there is a on the horse. There is a a scene where they battle spiders. And <laughs> <laughs> that book, so good. and I was like, "What am I reading?" Oh, it was so good, though. It was so addictive. Um. um
0: no, I think about so Twilight when I when I think about the whole series, I think about their wedding. I think that's just like, that was so vivid to me. And like when she was describing everything and talking about it and it just, you know, them being together and it it was like this huge culmination of like, Oh my God, they're actually going through with it. You know, like they're going to do this. And I just remember like just being so invested in their wedding. So when I think about Twilight, I usually think about that. You know just how in love he was with her.
1: Jesus, God so. There's a scene in Culty by Manuel oh, yeah, Zapata, yeah. where um, so the the hero is her soccer coach. She's like this really great soccer player, and he's her coach, and they're friends. Like it's a friend. It's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. She writes slow burns. But there's a scene where um, she goes up to like header in a a shot, you know, like into the goal, and somebody like just comes up from under her and like takes the legs out from her and she spins oh, and the head hits the ground and she doesn't move. Uh-huh. And the coach, you know, who is a stoic, um, like German, just like very, keeps mm-hmm. a very tight leash on his emotions, freaks out, runs out on the fields, and like picks her up in his arms, and he's screaming at her, you know, to wake up. Oh my god, I think about that oh, all the I time. Oh, I love that. That is my favorite. And uh, yeah, anyways, but I, there's I, so many I just books like I'm, like I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed yeah. with that's if I could take say one thing about Nikki Sloan's book, she creates there is a fucked up scene. Yeah. In every like there's book a memorable. I will moment. never stop thinking yeah, about. There's yeah, there's a memorable yeah. one in every book. But it's like inspiring for me to go. Okay, I got to think of you know, like they don't always have to be going to a hotel room like uh I'm I'm I I just I can't say if you really like twisted taboo stuff go check out Nikki Sloan I mean some of it might be (laughs) offensive to some people so just make sure you know what you're getting into
0: (laughs) okay so I want to get into normal people Um, and I want to discuss this only because I said I was going to watch it I was really excited for it to come out it was on Hulu it's based on a book the trailer looked so sexy so sexy. I've never read this book. I'd never heard of this book. I had seen the cover. I'd seen it on Amazon, but I, I never bothered to click on it because, to be honest, that cover was not super exciting for me. <laughs> it's just like beige and gray and like in green looking and it's like got kind of a sketch on it. It was really odd. And so I was like, ah, eh, whatever. So I just overlooked it. So when I saw the previews for this, I got jacked up because it looks like in the preview, the way it's cut it looks like that um, it's about a guy and a girl, and they're both in high school together, and they start hooking up, and they keep it secret, and then they go away to college, and they kind of like continue this, but it's very much like they come from different like classes, and it's based in Ireland, and they both come from like different backgrounds. She's really wealthy, he's not. Um, they're both super intellectual, so it was just the 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 trailer just looks so sexy, and I got into this, and the first like. I mean, there's 12 episodes. The first seven episodes, I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This is the best thing I've ever seen. It's so, the actors in this are incredible. It is so fucking sexy they're like scenes together, even when they're not having sex and the scenes that they're having sex are gorgeous and hot. And like, there's like a nervousness. The first, time. I want to go back and rewatch their first sex scene a million times. Cause it's so well acted. <laughs> like the way he's just like desperate for her. God, it's so hot. And they're just like the scenes where he just like reaches over and like holds her hand or like touches her or something. It's just, God, it's so burning and good. But then it gets to the end, and I was so angry. And I'm going to spoil this, but they don't end up together. And I text you after it was over because I was so upset because I didn't know this book wasn't a romance. Because I went and looked it up. I was like, how can this be a romance book? And I looked it up, and it's not. The it, the way it's like listed on Amazon is like a coming of age or something like that. Like it's some kind of, I forget what it's like, an, like an, I don't know, what did they call it? Like a fiction coming of age. I don't know. But it's the part that made me so angry is that they spend the whole time from in 12 episodes, they go from high school to college and after. And they spend all this time fighting to have the right moments together and overcoming the shit that they did. And they fucked up as they were kids. And the hurt that they've caused each other. They spent all this time to get to this moment, to finally be in a place where they're both healthy emotionally, and they're able to receive and give the love that they both deserve. And then they're like, I think I'm just going to go live in New York. (laughs) And I wanted to rip my TV in half. I was so fucking pissed. And you had the best point when we were talking about this over text, when you said, if this had a happily ever after, nobody would be talking about it. And I was like, "It's the fucking truth.
1: It's the truth." It would never have been. A, it would never, never have been would have been ne- made a, a show on Hulu. It would never would have nope. been made. I mean, like, I I will give credit to like some of these. Some like Netflix is making movies and shows with happily ever after. It now. is not like, that often, <laughs> but yeah. To all the yeah. boys I've yeah. loved before, and like there are some good romances being made, but. So often romance gets overlooked as frivolous. Yes. Because it has a happily ever and after. And I think about how many good books
0: have we talked about? Have we aired on this podcast? You know, have we gushed over that could have easily been made into something like this? Like a book set in Ireland, a rom- a high school romance that started off bad and awkward, that turned into something beautiful. How many of these books have we read? Can you imagine how fulfilling that yes. would have
1: been if that had a happily ever yes. after? Like after all, after that, all that pain had and all they been heartache through, struggle, that it was worth
0: it. That it was worth all the heartache and the pain, and the guy like going to therapy and trying to work through his stuff, and like her being from a really shitty home that that was abusive, and like them really overcoming real normal obstacles in order to be together, and that was what they were saying. The, the, the book is real. The book is real life, and I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> That's and the reason and like
1: the reason you're so upset about yeah. this is because it was marketed. Yes, romance. it was. And Absolutely. that's a lot of something 100%. They the this industry likes to do that a lot where they will market something as a romance because they know that's where the sorry, that's where yeah. money is. Yeah. I was
0: emotionally and manipulated into loving this couple for 11 episodes and then the last one, I didn't know how this was going to end. The last one, it just shit the bed. I mean, I mean, because he gets he gets to do an internship in New York and he wants to be a writer. And it's a really great opportunity. And I understand that, that that would be a hard decision to make as a young person. But you're with the person that you love, that you for eight years, you've been trying to get to this person you love. And you're finally with them. And she's like, yeah, I think you should take it. And he's like, well, I'm going to miss you. And she's like, at first, but then you'll get over it. And I'm like, you'll get over it for, you've been telling me for 11 episodes, you'll never get over it. (laughs) You know, like it just felt
1: so like it, I mean anticlimactic obviously but it well i just like i think one of the other things i said to you was that it's like you know like it's almost like they think it's artistic or it makes them smart to go love is dead haha like jokes on you there's no such thing exactly yeah everybody's a selfish everybody's a selfish monster Mm -hmm. like that and and that's and that's art and art is suffering and it's like well for like yeah okay well then don't fucking market it as a romance then like like you know call it what it is get out of my genre get
0: the fuck out of my genre get out I'm serious. That's what it felt like. I watched the whole thing and I was just, and everything about this is marketed as romance. The pictures that come up on Hulu, the clips that come up on YouTube, every ad I've seen on Facebook, it is all about this beautiful love story, you know? And I'm like, that, that's not what this book is. This is not a love story. I'm so angry at like being manipulated into thinking that's what it was and then just being given something else entirely and being like, well, fuck you. That This is real. I'm like, you know what's real? is me taking a shit, but I'm not going to write about it in a romance. Like, that's not what this is. So
1: they they pulled the an
0: atonement. Yes. Yeah. And, like you know, it's funny. I was telling LB about it because we were both watching it at the same time. And I was like, I'm so mad at the ending. And she was like, I just wasted so many hours of my life. Like, we're talking about it. And she was like, I feel like this is like M. Not Shyamalan's The Village And I was like, what? And she said, it was marketed as a thriller. She was like, that's not what that book, you know, not what that movie was. And she was like, I feel like the marketing people who took a hold of this book were like, I know how we're going to make some money, you know? Yeah. We're gonna to appeal to all the
1: people who are watching mm-hmm. the happily ever afters, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna dupe them into watching mm-hmm. this
0: because love this, is uh, dead, horse. like you said. Love is dead. Everything sucks. Love, love is, is dead. dead. Ha ha. Like our, we're,
1: we're smarter and than you know what though. That to me, yeah. that like
0: that just it, it, j- it pisses me off because I feel like it's a slap in the face to every relationship that has overcome huge obstacles, whether it's being apart or hurting the other person that you're with or infidelity. It's to say that you can't overcome those things and still have your happily ever after because it's not that way like you can have those things if you have two people who love each other and who are dedicated to their relationship and if you're willing to put in the work you can have your happily ever after and for you to say like it just doesn't work out because that's not real fuck you that's not real you know not yeah. fuck you no, but totally fuck you. i'm just so don't – so we're, we're boycotting normal people. <laughs> no. I know. Fuck you off. You know what? If you want to read it, that's fine. But don't come at me in a romance and tell me that you love – like, you think this is a beautiful <laughs> romance because I'm going to get mad and probably punch the money in the face. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I'm all I'm – all, I'm with yes. you. I'm on board. Okay. So I have an, uh, an e- email from a lady listener that came in this morning that I want. Oh, to Oh, good. Read. Okay. Hello, lovely lady podcasters. I found your podcast a couple of months ago when I had – to curb my audiobook addiction because of financial reasons it has it has slowly uh, been working my way oh i have slowly been working my way through all your podcasts I'm currently on episode 49. Oh, wow. Wanting My, st- wanting my Stepsister by Alexa. In the second installment, you ladies were talking about therapy and antidepressants in such a positive way. This is the push I needed to finally face my fears and write in. I'm 31 years, uh, I'm a 31 year old introvert with depression and anxiety. I've been in therapy for 12 years and on antidepressants for nine. I cannot explain to you how much shame and self loathing i felt over the years because of it. I also experienced a negative sexual experience as a child and left that left me with some very conflicted feelings about sexuality. I'm still a virgin and have very little sexual experience that doesn't involve me and a battery-operated machine. <laughs> Rechargeable, because <globally. laughs> the fear of being vulnerable is debilitating to me. Too bad my best friend roommate does not have a sexy brother who is secretly in love with me like in Something About a Hot Guy by A.L. Jackson. I digress. Romance has given me a place to let my walls down, dream of my happily ever after, and enjoy some kinky fun. However, this podcast here has given me uh, that and so much more. Your discussions around sexual fantasies has changed my view of myself and the things I fantasize about. Your explanation, your explanations that fantasies are okay, even if you don't want them in real life, has been a game changer. I spent a lot of time thinking that, as I, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking that I'm dirty, not in the fun way for enjoying certain romance. Specifically, that if I enjoyed four submission books, I was asking for what happened to me or for things like that to happen now. But you ladies changed that. That realize, realization clicked something into place for me and has helped me on the road to self-acceptance. Anyway, I wanted you to know the positive impact you have made on my life and I'm sure many others. You should be proud for giving your listeners Time to Dream Uh of happily ever after something that means everything to me. And uh PS if you want to if you ladies want to write a book about a 31-year-old spaz with terrible dating luck, I wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> it may even make make me feel less like a freak for having my V card in my 30s when all of my friends are pregnant. Love, one of your loyal lady listeners. Oh, <laughs> I love that, that email. There are more virgins at that age than you I think. think. I you can w- name several off the top yeah. of my head
0: <laughs> that I know for sure.
1: I think you'd be really shocked to know yep. how many virgins there are in their thirties and forties. Yep. And I don't think it's um, I don't think it's unusual no. as people make you mm-hmm. think it is. No,
0: it's not. No. no, and I'm glad that like we were able able to give someone a. Uh, I don't know, just encouragement on mental health and antidepressants and that kind of thing. Cause I know it came from listening to for me, a lot of it came from listening to my favorite burner. I mean, I'm lucky I never really had therapy stigmatized at all. And I have my husband who, who really supports my therapy, but, um, you know, hearing people talk about it, it, nor- it does normalize it. And if anything, I hope that, that people get that from this podcast and some. Some great spank bang material. So <laughs>
1: yeah, and she's right. Like yeah. I think a lot of people, and it's probably society and just like mm-hmm. what you hear when mm-hmm. you tell people you like romance. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I, you know, even my friend who probably isn't listening, but she, you know, I explained the plot of the the Nikki Slumber yeah, yeah. uh, the initiation, um, and she was like, "Ray fuck and off," like, <laughs> and I was like,
0: "Just a reality." I was like, "Fictional, it's fictional." <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, like, can we all, you know, it's okay to fantasize about things that you you wouldn't yeah, do or yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't approve of in regular life. That's why it's fiction. That's why, That's it's, why it's a safe place. Yes. The
0: whole point yeah. of a fantasy is that it titillates, it excites, but it doesn't have to be real. Like, it's like, you know, it was the whole BDSM wave that came through. I found that so exciting and so appealing. And then when my husband and I tried it, I was like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> this isn't my thing. I will read about it and get turned on by it, but I don't want to get that in the bedroom and some people are able to make that transition and good for them. But there's also a ton of fantasies that I would never voice aloud. Not even to my husband, you know, there there's things that I think about that are, you know, uh, th- they're fantasies for a reason and they're private thoughts. And that doesn't make you fucked up. It makes, and you I'm humor. sure I'm having
1: the same exact ones. Yes, and I'm sure you all are, are having accounts. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, God. <laughs> Can you imagine if your porn, porn searches no. were made public? No,
0: absolutely not. <laughs> oh. No. That's why they're private.
1: Oh, yeah. So, um like whatever you whatever fantasies are in your head, I mean, if they're, you know, acting on them is a whole different yeah, story. Yeah. But like this like romance is a safe place to explore that and you should never be ashamed of anything that you that makes your vagina sing. Yes. Let, yes. It, let it sing. Let that girl out. Let it out. <laughs> We're here for Aletha <laughs> Romantic Week on here on read Me Romance oh, after 40 yeah, minutes no of talking. <laughs> okay, so we're going to play the second half of Undeniable, uh, which is a really hot, uh, kind of forbidden best friend's dad book. Um, you guys heard the first half, but on Monday. And when we come back, we'll tell you um, what you can go get from Aletha right now, because I know you're going to want more. So enjoy uh, the rest of Undeniable, and we'll talk to you on either side. Bye. Bye.
2: Chapter 5 Matt. Her cum is the sweetest honey I've ever tasted. With my arm over her hips, so if he continues to buck as I lick and suck, I could stay here all night with my face buried in her perfect pink pussy if it weren't for my aching dick. Shit, Matt. That was. That was. Sophie's eyes are glazed with an undeniable sparkle that only comes with a remarkable orgasm. Her voice fades away as she searches for the right word. Amazing? Spectacular? The sweetest cum I've ever tasted? Releasing my pants, I push them down along with my boxers as I fall on top of her. Keeping my weight on my elbows, I climb up her body. Kissing her flawless skin as I propel her further up the mattress. Kiss me. I want to see how great you taste. I don't know if I expected her to be tentative, but she isn't. As soon as our lips touch, Sophie's tongue probes my lips, seeking out her own essence. You like that? You like your cum? Sophie's face tilts as her brows lift. I think I'd like yours better. I lift my hips. My cock is hard as stone and pointing near her belly button. Sophie, I want to take you. Remember what I said. Once we do this, you're mine. She pulls my face close and licks my chin. I already am. Reaching down, I fist my shaft. I'm not sure if I've ever been this hard. The tip of my dick is slick From the cum that has leaked out. I know her pussy is wet and ready. But I'm still concerned that my size will hurt her. As I line up my cock with her entrance. Sophie reaches down and strokes it once. And then twice. Can I see you? You feel so big. I shake my head. I am. I'll let you see after we're done. I don't want my size to scare you. Her fingers try to surround me. It already does. Don't let it. I promised you to make it good. I watch as she blinks. My cock rubs over her clit and her folds. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. I ease inside just a little. Watching her expression. The way her pretty pink lips form the perfect O. It'll be good. First, I need you to take what you've saved for me. I'm going to pop your cherry. I'll make it quick. She nods, her eyes wide in wonder as I kiss her nose. Breathe for me. As her tits push toward me, I plunge deep and fast. Her pussy is so tight. I feel like I'm forcing myself into a condom three sizes too small. She's strangling me and it's the most painful pleasure I've ever felt. I'm not all the way in when I meet resistance. The cherry she left for me that was mine since I first met her. Sophie's body tenses as I push through, going where no one has gone before. I kiss a tear from her cheek. That was it, Sophie. Now let me make it better. She doesn't speak, but she doesn't argue as I begin to move in and out. Slowly, her pussy releases its death grip from my cock. Her cum lets me move with ease, and soon she's moving too. Her back arches as her body moves in rhythm with mine. I take turns between kissing her neck and sucking her tight beaded nipples while my fingers reach between us and flick her oversensitive clit. Every time I do, Small detonations go off as her core muscles twitch. But it isn't until our rhythm increases and both of our breathing labors that I know I have her on the brink of the best orgasm of her life. That's it. I want you to come. I want you to come all over me. A few more thrusts, and she does. Again, she's strangling me from within. Wave after wave of contractions. It's more than I can take as I explode. Years of watching and waiting have built into a never-ending fountain as I fill her with my seed. Her whimpers and my grunts fill the air. We're crazy people as we both come apart. When I'm finally done, I fall over her, my arms keeping most of my weight off of her. I soothe her blonde hair away from her face and wait. Slowly, her eyes open. That, she says, her voice shaky. Earlier, but that. I don't pull out, loving the way her pussy holds me. I promise to make it good. She shakes her head. You lied. What? Her small hand reaches to my cheek. It wasn't good, Matt. It was fucking fantastic. You know it's official now? No denying that you're mine? I think I've known that for most of my life. I just didn't believe it would ever happen. Sophie, we didn't talk about protection. Are you on the pill? I know some girls take it to regulate. My words still as her smile fades. What is it? Is this another time when I can't apologize? Yes, protection isn't all your responsibility. I knew what the fuck I was doing. Honestly, I want to hear that you're not on the pill. I want to think that my baby could be growing inside of you right now. Her eyes widen as her smile resumes. You'd want that? Yes, a thousand times yes. And then it's my smile that fades. Unless you don't? Sophie moves her legs reminding my cock of its warm haven. Her slight shimmy brings it back to life. "Mm, I'd love that, she says, to be a mom to your baby. After all, I'm yours, right? It's amazing that I'm still hard after all of that, but I am. And hearing Sophie admit that she's mine and wants my babies makes me even harder. I rock my hips, sliding my cock out and gently plunging it in and out. Only forever, I whisper as I push in and pull out. I've never felt anything like her pussy. It's tight and smooth, like a silk glove. In no time at all, I find our rhythm. She's so fucking responsive. As I move, Sophie is moving with me, a gentle rocking. It's then that I remember her fantasy, fast and hard. Sharing fantasies demonstrates trust. Dr. Kaiser's words come back to me. Sophie shared hers. Though it's the last thing I want to do, I pull out. Before Sophie can say anything, I command. Roll over. Get on your hands and knees. It seems as though she's about to hesitate when a large smile fills her expression and she obeys. I stroke my cock, rubbing my hand up and down. When I look down, I see it's covered in our silky, sticky cum. It's then I notice the pink tint. The evidence of Sophie's gift to me. Her virginity is mine. But I want more. I want to be the only one ever to know the heaven of her cunt. I lean my body over hers, my cock rubbing against her ass as my chest covers her back. With my lips near her ear, I say, Sophie. You gave me my fantasy. Now it's your turn. As I sit back, I slap her ass with my hand, and she cries out. More in shock than pain. I slap her other butt cheek, seeing my bright red handprints, and lean over her again. Real life or fantasy? What'll it be? She cranes her neck towards me, her long hair hanging to the other shoulder. Make my fantasies real. One more slap on her perfect round ass. Is this too real? Her ass shimmies as her knees move further apart. From my view, I see our cum shining on her thighs. I also see by the way her pussy pulsates that she is ready for more. But I want to hear it. This time, I reach for her hair and fist it tightly. Yanking her head backward. Again, with my lips near her ear, I suck the sensitive skin of her neck. Her whimpers are an aphrodisiac as my cock throbs in my grip. Don't make me punish you. I asked you a question. Is this too real? I have her face pulled upward. Her tits heave as she fights to breathe. No. She manages. No, sir. I correct. Her pink tongue darts to her lips. No sir, this is perfect real. Releasing her hair, I grab her hip and line the tip of my cock up with her cunt. Creating suspense, I dip it in and then pull it out, rubbing the tip from her tight hole to her dripping pussy. After a few times, she moves back toward me as her whine of lust fills the room. I smack her ass bringing the red back to life. No. Remember, I'm in control. Yes, sir. I tease her opening again. I believe my girl asked for fast and hard. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, Please. Please. Please, sir. Her plea is so breathy, it drips with unbridled need and desire. Without restraint, I plunge balls deep inside of her. I never would have been able to do that the first time, but now her cunt is ready for me. It's made for me, and I need to have it. Have all of her. Like an animal, I'm primal and unleashed. Carnal instinct and desire overtake me. There's no gentleness. I'm not sure if I've ever taken a woman with this much force, yet as I pound inside of her, As my balls tighten with unrelenting need to claim this woman and fill her with more of my seed, it's as if I'm possessed. I'm not sure how long we go at it. Time stands still as my cock plummets and my balls bounce off her firm ass. She comes and comes. I feel her shatter and hear her screams of ecstasy, but I don't stop. I don't even slow until. Finally, the pleasure overtakes me and relief floods my system. Sex with Sophie is like a drug I have only heard about. The fucking best high in the world. And then my body collapses as my cum fills her to overflowing, leaking down her thighs and onto the bed below. As I pull out, I have the overwhelming fear that I've been too rough. I don't know where it came from. And though it felt right, I'm suddenly concerned. That is, until... She rolls to her back and smiles up at me. I think I'll share more fantasies, she says with a sparkle in her blue eyes. I'll do my best to make them come true.
3: Chapter 6 Sophie you're off to a good start. Sophie, was it to Matt, that was... I don't have words. How could you possibly know my fantasy? Matt grins as he falls to my side and pulls me against his chest. You're okay? I didn't hurt you, did I? I never want to hurt you. My palm covers his cheek and I rub the scruff that felt so good at my core. I'm serious. How did you know? I mean, I didn't know if that was really possible. It was like every book, but a million times better. Sophie, you're my fantasy too. I've never been like that. You make me lose control. I want to do things to you that I've never done before. His expression saddens. But I don't want to scare you away if it's too much. How can you scare me away? I'm yours forever. Matt sits up and looks down at me. Slowly and gently, he tugs my hair until it's fanned over the pillow. You're more beautiful than I remember. More stunning than your pictures. He touches my lips. You're also the sunshine I remember. Your smile is addicting and contagious. I love seeing your lips all pink and bruised. I think I'll keep them like that forever. Forever? I ask. Is there anything stopping your forever? I'll marry you tomorrow. Or is it today? I start college in two weeks. I can afford whatever you want. You don't need to go to school. I know your major. My company has lots of events. You can work with me, for us. He corrects. Marry me, and it will be half yours. I shrug. I think I want all of it, marriage and education. Is that too much? He leans down and kisses my nose. If that's what you want, then that's what we can do. I swallow, thinking about my grandparents. Can we take this slow, like maybe not get married? I stop speaking as his eyes narrow. Listen, I say hurriedly. Not getting married tomorrow. Or today. I add with a smile. I know you've been married before, but I haven't. I'd like a wedding. How about after my first semester? His body stiffens. None of that dorm shit. You're living with me. There's no way I'm leaving you alone with college boys. Why would I want a boy when I have a man? His chest rises and falls. I trust you. It's them I don't trust. My grandparents. Matt takes a deep breath. Okay, we can ease them into it. Is your first semester paid? I nod. Including housing? Yes, sir, I add with a grin. Matt shakes his head. Be careful, I'm ready to take you again. Real life or fantasy? His lips connect with mine. When he finally pulls away, I'm lost in the emotion of his green eyes. It's like I'm all he can see. Sophie, whatever you need to have, real life or fantasy, I'll never deny you. I'm the man to give you what you want. Yes, you are, but only forever. How about I start at the dorm, but... I shrug my shoulder. I spend whatever time here you want me to spend. That's every minute of every day. It'll be hard for you to get to class. One day at a time. As long as one thing is clear. You're mine. Matt reaches down and cups my core. And this pussy is mine. No one, not even you, can bring it pleasure. That's my job. His brow lengthens. Is that understood? Yes, sir. I giggle as he moves on top of me. I warned you. I guess I'm a slow learner. Tell me, Sophie, what other fantasies have you had? I look down, but the way he's on top of me i still can't see his cock i still haven't seen you i'm big my eyes widen i know that you want to see my cock i do what will you do to see it i swallow thinking of the books i've read before i can speak matt rolls off of me covering himself with the sheets and giving me the answer beg beg to see your cock He nods and tips his head toward the floor. On your knees, now. My pulse races as I crawl from the big bed to the floor, lowering myself to my knees. I bow my head. Sir, may I please see your cock? My wet thighs grow wetter as I wait for his answer. I keep my head bowed, like scenes I've read. It's his feet I see first, right in front of me. It takes all my self control not to lift my eyes as his stance widens. Because you've been a good girl, I'm not only going to let you see it, you may also suck it. I lick my lips in anticipation as I lift my chin. Fuck! It's huge. It's rock hard and pointed upward. A lump forms in my throat as I imagine that giant thing inside of me. Sophie, Matt says softly, take a breath. You're all right. You can do it. It's so big. Like that manatee? He asks with a hint of laughter in his voice. I didn't try to suck the manatee. The manatee wasn't inside me. His soft laugh grows, rumbling through the bedroom. No, it wasn't. But I was. You can do this. Remember, you wanted to taste my cum. I nod. He reaches for my chin. You can tell me no, or you're tired, or not tonight. I'll always listen. I try to swallow again. Sir, I want to try. His chest rises and falls as he grasps his length. Have you... With my eyes still too wide, I shake my head. Think of it like a popsicle. A warm, really big popsicle. I smile. I always liked popsicles. Open your mouth and watch those teeth. Closing my eyes, I do as he says. Musk fills my nose and touches my tongue as I lick the tip. When I do, his cock twitches. I open my eyes to see Matt's eyes closed. Slowly, I open my lips wider and take a little more inside it's tart and salty. I bob my head. Inch by inch, I work him, taking him deeper until his length reaches the back of my throat. Though he started this fantasy all domineering-like, as I have him between my lips, mad as anything but. He's in a state of bliss, letting me have my way. With each suck and lick, I'm filled with a sense of control. I'm in charge of his pleasure, and it's empowering. I keep going as his cock grows even harder. Adding my hands, I fist what won't fit in my mouth and roll his balls in my fingertips. His breathing quickens and stance widens. Sophie, I'm... He tries to push me away, but I reach for his legs. I know what's coming, and I want to taste every drop. It's as he comes that Matt reaches for my head and gently thrusts into my mouth. Hurriedly, I swallow, gulp after gulp. It's not like anything I've ever tasted. Once he's done, I continue to suck and lick. His legs grow slack in my grasp as I keep working, making sure I've cleaned every drop. Fuck, Sophie. That can't be your first blowjob. I stand, reaching my tiptoes and kiss him deeply. He wanted me to taste myself. I want the same for him. As our kiss ends, I say, It was. I'll try to work on my technique. Tell me what I need to do. Shaking his head, Matt says, Move in tonight, because you're a natural. Chapter 7 Sophie I flop down on the bed in my dorm room. My roommate, Mackenzie, seems nice enough, but she's not who I plan on spending most of my nights with. After our first few days of classes, I'm more than ready to spend time at Matt's place. Though Matt wasn't sure about me living in the dorm, living here makes it a lot easier to slip away than from my grandparents' house. I was never able to spend a full night away unless I told them I was at a friend's house. They may be old, but they aren't senile. It didn't make sense that I went from never sleeping over at anyone's house to suddenly being gone every night. I had lots of girls I got along with in high school, but not since Becky had I ever had a best friend. Cindy is probably the closest, but more than likely because we work together. Up until Matt, I was too busy to do high school girl things. Now I'm no longer in high school, and with him, I'm no longer a girl. I'm a woman. Maybe the dorm will help me have that best friend again. My phone vibrates with a text message. Matt, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Me, does that mean I'll come in 16? Matt, wear a dress and you'll come in 15 and two seconds. Me, confident much? Matt, do you doubt me? Hell no, I don't doubt him. I'm already wet and he's not even near me. Me, no sir, never. Matt, fuck, I'm running stoplights. I'll be there in 10. Me, don't get pulled over. I'll have to take matters in my own hands. Matt, don't even joke, beautiful. I'll punish your ass. Your pussy is mine. Me, love you. Matt, I love you too. I'm ready to show you how much. I can't stop the goofy smile. It's only been four weeks, but it's been the best four weeks of my life. And now we'll be able to spend more time together. It isn't like Matt's always available either. He has work, he has other obligations. But when we are together, it seems like it's only us. No one else matters. Hey, Sophie, Mackenzie says as she opens the door and comes in our room, throwing her backpack on her bed. Ready for dinner? I'm sorry, I'm going to go out with a friend. Her eyes widen. A friend or a boyfriend? It's hard for me to think of Matt as a boyfriend because he isn't a boy. But then again, that is what he is. I could say fiancé, but I don't have a ring yet. That hasn't stopped him talking about the wedding. I'm trying to decide if I want one in town or a destination wedding. With starting university and moving out of my grandparents' house, it's all been so much. The idea of getting married has me excited, but also exhausted. It seems like lately all I want to do is sleep. That's why I haven't seen Matt for a few days. Now I'm beyond ready. I shrug. Boyfriend, but he's not a boy. She jumps to the end of my bed and sits with a pounce. The movement makes me bounce and giggle. Tell me, she says. So? Is he older? Yes. Have you guys done it? My cheeks grow hot. Yes, have you? Is this what college is all about? Having girl talks with your roommate? I'm not sure, but in a way, I like it. Since Matt and I have been seeing one another, he's convinced me to take a step back from the Ritz and concentrate on school. That isn't completely true. He wants me to concentrate on him, but school also, because it's what I want. Mackenzie nods. Yeah, Justin and I've been together for over a year. He'll be here this weekend. He goes to Florida State. We figure we'll switch off weekends. Her nose scrunches. Sorry, I know I should have asked. I'm just glad you have a boyfriend too. Where does he go? He doesn't. He's out of school. Oh, like graduated? Yeah, I say, not telling her that he's not only graduated undergrad, but postgrad like 10 years ago. Truth is, Matt is 36. I can't wait to meet him. I stand, straightening the skirt of my sundress, and reach for my purse. One day, and hey, the weekend thing is cool with me. I probably won't be here a lot. The guy I'm dating has a house off campus. A multi-million dollar home on the water, but saying that seems like overkill. Suddenly, The door to our dorm room opens and a girl about our age peeks her head in. Sorry, she says. I'm not trying to bother you, but someone told me that Sophie Hawkins is here. I narrow my eyes. There's something about this girl that's familiar. It's her eyes, her green eyes. Uh, I'm Sophie. The door flies open and the green-eyed girl rushes toward me, wrapping me in a hug. Oh my God, it is you. I'm Becky, Becky Hamilton. Do you remember me? My eyes open wide. Becky, it's been forever. And I'm going to marry your dad. Yep, this didn't seem like the right place to say that. Oh my gosh, Sophie, I'm so sorry we haven't kept up. She turns toward Mackenzie. Hi, I'm Becky Hamilton. Sorry to bother you two, but I just had to see if my best friend ever is really in my dorm. Your dorm? I ask. You live here too? Why didn't Matt tell me? Yes, just three doors down. Let's catch up. We can order pizza. You still like pizza, don't you? I nod. I do, but... But Sophie can't, Mackenzie volunteers. She's got a hot date with an older guy. My stomach twists at my roommate's honesty. If only she knew. Really? Cool, Becky says. My phone buzzes. Matt, where are you? I try to force a grin. I do, and he's here. I give Becky a quick squeeze. Maybe another day? Okay. Hey, have fun. I just nod again as I hurry out of my room and toward the front of the building.
2: Chapter 8. Matt. My dick doubles in size just seeing Sophie walk from the glass doors to the car. It's a new Audi convertible. I just bought it today. It takes her a second to spot me. I know she's looking for my usual Jaguar. Her smile grows as I jump out and open the passenger door for her. Nice dress, I whisper close to her neck just before closing the door, I add. That better be all you're wearing. She doesn't answer. But by the way her cheeks fill with pink, I know my good girl has followed my instructions. Once I'm back in the driver's seat, I lean over and give her a kiss. Damn, she tastes so good. My tongue probes her lips, sliding past the flavored gloss and into her sweet mouth. Nice car, she says after our kiss ends. Do you like it? I do. I put the convertible in gear and we make our way towards the campus's main drag. Good. I debated on the color. She scans the silver hood. It's classy. I like it. I reach into the cup holder and pull out a key fob. Handing it to her, I say, that's good because it's yours. The color drains from her face. What? No, I, I can't. You're the woman I love and will soon be Mrs. Matthew Hamilton. My wife can't be taking the bus and Ubers. But it's too much. I can't pay you back. I let my hand reach for her thigh. You don't have to. All you have to do is be you. That makes me happy. My fingers grip tighter. Matt. Her head turns from side to side. This is, um, open. People can see. She's right. It is open. The top is down, and so are the windows. I watch as her long hair blows around her face. She's a vision. I believe that I promised you something, I say as my hand moves higher. As it is, I'm already beyond my time schedule. Matt Lift that skirt, Sophie. Let me see that pretty blonde pussy. Her shiny lip disappears behind her teeth as she slowly lifts the skirt of her sundress. Inch by inch, she exposes her tanned, fit thighs. Spread those legs. I want to see your cum, the way it shines in the sunlight. Through the top of her dress, her nipples harden, tenting the material. Beautiful. Tell me there's no bra under there? I'm not wearing a bra, she whispers. Fuck, keep lifting that dress. Her breathing quickens as we enter the freeway. Matt! The bucket seats are low. That doesn't mean that some trucker or maybe even a horny mom in a minivan can't see down, but they can't unless they're looking. I don't plan to let her be exposed that long, but fuck, I need to see her. Sophie, my tone isn't asking. I suck in a breath as she bunches her dress near her waist. On the soft leather is her bare ass. Her neatly trimmed blonde bush is barely visible. It's the glistening cum on her thighs that has my tension. I need to taste you. She turns toward me, waiting. When she said her fantasy was a man to teach her and show her, it's become my life's mission. I adore the way she listens and obeys. Finger yourself and let me taste you. Oh, Matt. Now. Her fingers spread her folds as one disappears inside her. How does that feel? Good? But not as good as when you do it. That's it. Now add another. Your pussy is used to my cock. One of your little fingers isn't going to do it. Her tits heave as she adds another finger. Get them nice and wet. My cock grows even harder as I remember to watch the traffic. Now let me suck them. Fucking nectar. I taunt her fingers with my tongue. Sucking and licking. By the time I'm done, her head is against the seat. And even with her sunglasses on, I can tell her eyes are closed. Tell me what you're thinking. I'm thinking that if you don't fuck me soon, I may combust. I laugh. (laughs) I thought we were going to dinner. She shakes her head. Pizza delivery at your house. Is that an order? Yes, sir, it is. I reach over and pull down her dress. We're getting off the freeway. I look into her blue eyes. That pretty pink pussy is only for me. We're not showing it to the neighbors. As soon as I pull into the garage, I release my seatbelt. The garage door is closing as I walk around and open her door. I reach for Sophie's hand, helping her out from the car. Help is a nice way to say that I pull her into my arms and slam the door. Spinning her back toward the car, I whisper, my voice rumbling menacingly near her ear. Do as you're told. Hold on to that door because I'm taking you right here. Right now. Fuck yes. Yes? Her breathing is labored. Yes, sir. Her small hands grip the top of the door as I use my knee to spread her legs. In a quick ninja move, my belt is undone, fly unzipped, and boxers pushed low. With my dick in my hand, I line it up with her perfect pussy. No build up no foreplay, unless the car counts, and I slam into her. Oh, Matt. Balls deep, I fill her completely, over and over. It isn't until I notice her blanching fingers that I even register the sounds of us coming together. She's so fucking wet. It's like a tiny slip and slide tunnel squeezing my cock. Each thrust is bliss. In the few weeks Sophie and I have been together, I love the way she's opened up. There's nothing shy about her. The way she loves making love. She's the most responsive woman I've ever known. God, Matt, don't stop. I have no plans to stop, ever. Harder. Pulling her ass higher. I do as she says. Harder and faster. My body pounding against her ass until we both explode. It is a fucking freefall from a thousand feet up... As we float back to earth, I lean down, still connected, and kiss her neck. "Mm, Hi, sweetness. I've missed you. How were your last few days of college? She cranes her neck toward me. Even in the dimly lit garage, I can see the sparkle in her blue eyes. I thought they were good, but nothing compares to this. She stretches her neck to kiss me. I've missed you too. Me or my cock? Both? I move in and out of her. It's like I'm perpetually hard in her presence. Even a cataclysmic orgasm doesn't take away my erection. How about slow this time? Her head drops forward. Only if you make me come like that again. Challenge accepted. Chapter
3: 9 Sophie. Wearing only Matt's shirt, I cuddle next to him on the couch. Some football game is playing on his giant TV as I nibble a slice of pizza. It seems like I'm always hungry, but when I eat, my stomach gets all upset. He looks at me with concern in his green eyes. Sophie, you need to eat more. His grin returns. I know I've already used up more than one slice of pizza strength, And I'm not letting you leave until I fuck you at least two more times. I shake my head. I thought old men couldn't get it up. Matt reaches for the plate and sets it on the floor as his body covers mine. He's changed from his early suit pants into jeans. The way they hang low on his hips should be illegal, especially when he's not wearing a shirt. Oh, you're going to regret that, he warns. I don't think I'm returning you to your dorm until tomorrow morning. You'll find out just how long I can stay up. I giggle as he leans forward and sucks my nipple. I swear that all this attention is making your tits bigger. I laugh. Are you saying they're too small? He leans back and his eyes narrow. Sophie, when was your last period? I don't remember you ever having one. My chin drops to my chest. I knew this was coming. I just didn't know how to be the one to bring it up. Matt lifts my chin. His green eyes are now wide with wonder and a sense of expectancy. Have you had one since us? I shake my head and quickly shrug. You said you wanted a baby. He jumps off me, off the couch. It's comical because his jeans are unzipped and the tip of his cock is peeking over his boxers. Yet, for the first time, he's not thinking about sex. He's grinning from ear to ear. Are you sure? Though I nod, I say, I haven't taken a test, but I'm late. Really late, like two weeks. From what I read, you probably got your wish. It probably happened our first night. He reaches for my hands and pulls me off the couch. Sophie, I don't say it enough. I love you. His hand goes to my stomach and I already love our baby. We need to celebrate. This is the best news ever. All of a sudden, Matt pulls me through the open glass doors onto the pool deck. Matt, I'm... I look down at his half-buttoned shirt I'm wearing. Not dressed. This is where it all started. He gestures around the pool deck. This is where I want to marry you. Here, at our house. We'll go tomorrow and buy you the wedding dress of your dreams, and then to the jewelry store for the biggest ring. Lastly, we'll go talk to your grandparents. His brows knit together. I know they'll probably hate me at first, but I'll swear on my life to be the best husband to their granddaughter and best father to their great-grandchild. We talked about waiting. That was when it was just us. Now it's, he motions between us, us. Maybe I should take a test. Oh, I need to call Becky. Her name brings back my shock at seeing her. My steps stutter as I fall into one of the cushioned chairs, still wearing only his shirt. You know we used to be best friends. Matt sits beside me. Why do you look sad? You can be again. I'm sure she'll be thrilled to see you. Does she know about us? He tilts his head. She knows I'm seeing someone. She does? You talk? Of course we talk, Sophie. I love being a dad. I love my daughter. I'll love all my children. He squeezes my hand. All of them. Sophie, we're going to be parents. I sigh. I think there was a part of me that was worried about his and Becky's relationship. If they weren't close, what did that mean for our children? I need to tell you something. Anything. I saw her. Becky, she found me. Tonight, right before you picked me up. Matt's eyes close. Fuck, I'm so overwhelmed with you that I never thought about you two at the same college. So you knew she was there? Of course I did. I mean, I'm paying the bill. I didn't help her move in only because her mom wanted to, but we agreed to coexist. How do you think she'll feel about being a big sister? She already is, Matt says. Her mom has other kids. Becky is great with them. It was so good to see her. I've missed her, but I'm afraid she's going to hate me. Never. Once best friends, always best friends. I scrunch my nose. And you don't think it's a little weird that I'm having my best friend's father's baby? Holy cow! The reality hits me. I'm having my best friend's dad's baby. Matt laughs. You're having my baby. The rest is just bonus. I shake my head. She lives three doors down from me. Matt scans the pool deck and beyond. Unless you're saying she lives in that house over there, then you're wrong. At the dorm. Sophie Hawkins, soon to be Hamilton. My baby is not living on dorm food or resting on some bed that eight years worth of freshmen have slept and screwed on. But, but what? Now you have a car. You can drive to classes. I shake my head. I can't cook. Matt's smile grows. That's okay. I have a cook. I look around. You do? I've never seen her. She doesn't live here, and she also knows about you. She's giving us our privacy. But what about my clothes? We'll move your stuff here as soon as possible. I can't go to class tomorrow in the same sundress. Matt reaches for my hand and pulls me into the house. Come with me. As we go up the stairs, I ask, Is this my lesson on your ability to stay erect? He peers over his broad shoulder with a grin. No, but it could be. Entering his room, he bypasses the bed and leads me toward his closet. I've been in there before. Like everything else in this house, it's big. This time, my steps stop at the entry. One side is filled with women's clothes, Dresses, slacks, jeans, and tops. There's a rack filled with all different styles of shoes. I reach for a shoe. It's my size. I pull a dress from the hanger. It's my size. How? I'm a man of many talents. Matt. Okay, it wasn't me. I hired a personal shopper. His green eyes shine. She can buy your maternity clothes too, or you can. The particulars are up to you. I look down at my stomach. With only a few of the buttons on his shirt closed, I can see my tanned skin and my hip bones. Pregnant. I sink to the soft carpet. Matt follows after me, landing on his knees.
2: Chapter 10 Matt Oh no. Is she sick? Sophie's cheeks are pale. And so are her lips. Sophie, are are you alright? What's the matter? Matt, I'm pregnant. My cheeks rise. Yes, we've established that. Do you want to get a test to be sure? I'm going to get fat. Will you still like me when I'm fat? No. Her blue eyes widen and immediately fill with tears. I pull her close. Stop. I won't like you. Well, I will. I will love you. I do, forever and always. I stroke her long hair. I think I always have. From the first time I saw you. I knew you were sunshine. You still are, Sophie. That's what you bring to my life. I live in the sunshine state. And somehow the sun forgot to shine on me. Until you. In the short time we've been together... My whole world has changed. As soon as I open my eyes in the morning, I think of you. I can't wait to finish my latest business deal so I can be with you. You've given me a purpose to breathe. I touch her stomach, splaying my fingers over her warm skin. And the night you gave me the honor of your most prized possession, we made a baby. It's a miracle, and so are you. There is nothing I won't do for you because you've done everything for me. My speech is real and from the heart. It was supposed to make her happy, but instead, more tears fall from her closed eyes and down her cheeks. I push her to arm's length and stare. Open your eyes. She immediately obeys. The lifting of her lids is like the opening of a floodgate, allowing more tears to fall. Is this wrong? Do you not want me? She lifts the tails of my shirt that she's wearing, exposing her sensual body. And wipes her eyes. I can't believe you made all my fantasies real. When my parents died, I thought I'd never have a real family again. You've given me everything I've ever dreamed of. I don't only love you, but I want you. I narrow my gaze. You want me? She nods, once again tucking her lip behind her teeth. Reaching down to my unbuttoned jeans, I fist my cock. Its width grows at my own touch. How about this? You want my dick? Does your pussy want it? Her lips break free. So fucking bad. I'm not experienced enough to know, but I think it's the hormones. Every second I'm awake, I need to have you inside me. I look over her shoulder. Our bed is right over there. Ours? Yes, ours. She shakes her head. It is, but... I need you right now, right here. Slow and gentle. Let's show our baby that mommy and daddy love one another, even on the closet floor. I push my jeans and boxers down as she lies back and spreads her legs. The tip of my cock slips through her warm cum as it delves deep into her core. Your wish is my command. Two days later, I'm reading my tablet next to the pool as Sophie sleeps under an umbrella. She's so adorable. Though I know it's our baby making her tired, I've done my part. It's Saturday afternoon, and we've already had sex two times. Three, but once we never really ended. She is unquenchable, and I love every minute of it. Her fantasies have also taken on a more domineering tone. Last night, When she asked me to tie her hands, I remembered Dr. Kaiser's words about trust. Even in this short time, Sophie trusts me with her love, body, and fantasies. I have no doubt that she is my every dream, fantasy, and life. Before our little bondage session, we had dinner with her grandparents. It started as I predicted. They were shocked at my age and weren't happy with either of us. But I told them what I've told Sophie. I love her. I have loved and will love her forever and more than life itself. I need to have her. I will spend the rest of my life making sure she's happy. If that means she finishes college while married and a mother, then so be it. If it means after this semester she'll take me up on the offer to quit school and go straight to running the events at our company, that's fine too. If she decides to stay home and pop out a million babies, that's also fine. My goal is to make her fantasies come true, no matter what they include. I'm not convinced that her grandparents believe me, but I understand. Actions speak louder than words. Right now, my action is moving her into our home. In two weeks, we're taking the weekend and going to Key West. I'd said we'd be married here at the house but Sophie wanted something else. I was willing to go to someplace more exotic, but Sophie is afraid for her grandparents to travel that far. In two weeks, the stunning sleeping woman under the umbrella will be Sophie Hamilton. We only have one more person to invite. I pick up my phone and open my recent calls. Taking a deep breath, I hit call. Hey, Beck, it's dad. Hi. Do you have time for lunch with your old man tomorrow? Gosh, I don't know. I could probably pencil you in. Her laughter makes me smile. Guess who I saw? Who? I ask, knowing her answer. You'll never believe it. I don't know if you remember her, but Sophie Hawkins? She was my best friend when we were younger. I take a deep breath and look over at Sophie. I remember. She's here. Well, I haven't seen her for the last few days, but she lives right down the hall from me. Not anymore, but I didn't say that. Best friends are hard to come by, I say. Yes, I know I sound like a dad. I bet she was happy to see you. Becky laughs. (laughs) I think so. She was taking off on a date with some hot dude. Hot dude? Remember that I told you I started seeing someone? Yeah. And you're okay with that? I ask, knowing her answer won't change the way I feel about Sophie. Of course, Dad. Even old guys should be happy. Hey, thanks. I wondered if you'd like to meet her tomorrow. Well, shit. Now our lunch plans are in ink. I want to meet the first woman you've been serious about since Mom. Okay. How about here at the house? Do you want me to pick you up? No, I can drive. She says. I love my new car. It was the best graduation gift ever. You know that just because I found someone doesn't mean I love you less. Stop being all mushy. Someday I'll meet someone too. Actually, I may have. And you'll always be my dad. She met someone? Love you, Beck. See you tomorrow? Noon? I should be awake by then.
3: Chapter 11 Sophie The ocean breeze blows strands of my blonde hair around my face as I look up at the most handsome green eyes I've ever known. Seeing Matt on the beach reminds me of the first time I knew that I loved him, It reminds me of the dreams of a young girl wishing for her prince. As his gaze takes me in, I know that dreams as well as fantasies can come true. From the moment I exited the hotel and walked the path toward him, Matt has only had eyes for me. We are standing on the sand in paradise, yet we could be anywhere, because the only thing that matters is the man holding my hand. I now pronounce you husband and wife. For the first time, the officiant says, let me introduce Mr. and Mrs. Matthew Hamilton. He winks at Matt. It's time to kiss your bride. My wife. Tears escape my eyes as Matt pulls me close. Our lips unite. I'm expecting chaste, but I've come to understand that Matt undeniably does the unexpected. Instead of brisk, His mouth consumes. My back flexes as he bows me backward, his broad chest smashing my breasts, as heat fills my blood and wetness pools between my legs. I need to have you, Mrs. Hamilton, he whispers. My cheeks blush as I stand straight and look out to the chairs. Matthew's parents are here, as well as my grandparents. There are also a few friends, but it's the person handing me back my bouquet that means the most to me. Well, other than Matt. I heard that, Becky whispers with a grin. Can you two try to keep it under control until you're behind closed doors? My cheeks ache from smiling so much. Talk to your father. She shakes her head. No, I like seeing him happy. I kiss my best friend's cheek. Me too. After the reception of food and drinks on a secluded hotel deck overlooking the ocean, we are back in our honeymoon suite. Come here, Mrs. Hamilton. His deep voice sends vibrations to my core, that the shimmer in his eyes only accentuates. Mrs. Hamilton, I say. I don't think I'll ever tire of hearing that. Good, Matt says, because you're stuck with it forever our lips meet again. With no concern of an audience, Matt's tongue probes, stealing my breath as well as my words. I can only form moans as he pulls me close. You look amazing in that dress. His words trail away as the gleam in his smirk intensifies. I'm sensing a but. His eyebrows arch up and down. My wife is very intuitive. I think I've got you figured out. The dress needs to go. I am ready for this. I admit it was weird to shop with Becky, considering Matt's her dad, but she never let me feel strange. Instead, she was with me every step of the way to buy what he will find under my long dress. Then I need some help. It took Becky and Grandma an hour to get me into this. If I try to get out on my own, I may not succeed until tomorrow morning. Matt takes a step closer and pulls my hips against him. Through the skirts and lingerie, I can feel his erection under his trousers. I no longer wonder what it looks like or how it feels. I know, and I know I love what he does with it as much as I love him. Tomorrow, he says, will not do. I'll tear it off with my teeth before then. Spinning in his arms, I offer him the buttons along the back. No teeth, just buttons. Fuck, are there a hundred? I laugh. Look under the buttons on top. There are hidden ones beneath. He lets out a long breath. See, I do have you figured out. If there had been a hundred, I say as he loosens each hidden button, then the dress would be ruined, and our daughter would never have the chance to wear it. Daughter? He asks, Isn't it too early to know? Yes, but if this one isn't a girl, we can try again. The dress gapes as he eases the sleeves from my arms. As I step out, I'm now wearing a nearly sheer white corset and matching lace panties. Matt takes two staggered steps back. Fuck, Sophie, I thought you were gorgeous in the dress, but this. I step toward him. This is your wedding gift. It's time you unwrap it. Epilogue Sophie Four years later Becky, tell mommy I don't have to wear this, Michael says to his sister, pulling at the bow tie to a small tuxedo. But you do, buddy? Please, it's for me. Michael huffs with his little arms straight before his body relaxes, and he wraps those same arms around Becky's neck. You look really pretty, sis. Thanks, so do you. Tears fill my eyes as I watch my best friend with her littlest brother. Littlest for now. It seems as though the one inside me is another boy, due in only two more months. I run my hand over my large midsection. I'm not pretty, Michael protests. No, you're not. Becky says with a grin. You're handsome. Can you go find dad and tell him it's almost time? Michael nods as he runs toward the dressing room door. Becky's green eyes move to me. Stop being so emotional. You're going to make me cry. I try to laugh. It's just that you're beautiful. I'm so happy you found your special someone and are getting married. You know, Matt and I adore Greg. I couldn't let my best friend have all the fun. We both turned toward the full-length mirror. Becky's dark hair is styled in a sweeping twist, and her wedding dress is a designer original. Nothing but the best, Matt insisted. It's hard to believe we're the same young girls who played dolls together. Well, I force a grin. At least I can say I introduced you to the love of your life. Greg had been in one of my classes. We were paired for a project— And I knew he'd be perfect for Becky. And so can I, she says. You did. I confirm. I kiss her cheek. I should wait outside and let your mom be in here with you. You don't have to leave. You're my matron of honor. Mom's good. She'll be back in here after she makes sure the ushers are seating everyone right. We both laugh. I may be the event planner, but Becky's mom always has been the one who thrived on organization. Are you sure about me standing up with you? I ask. Look at me! I'm a boat! You're not. You're my best friend, my other mom, and having my next little brother. I'd say that makes you pretty special. I adjust Becky's necklace and notice her boobs. When are you going to tell your dad? Her eyes grow wide. What? Beck, your dress has been refitted three times, and look at your rack! It's peeking out for the whole world to see. Your little brother is going to have a playmate who, if I'm right, will be about three or four months younger. Shit. Does dad know? I try to hide my grin. How? She asks. Well, believe it or not, your dad knows how babies are made, and he also is very familiar with the changes. My boobs are always our first clue. Is he... Is he mad? Are you kidding? You're his baby girl. He was ready to kill Greg. Becky gasps. I'm teasing. Well, kind of. He still wants to hear it from you. Becky reaches for my hand. I'm so glad we're still best friends. Me too. Later that night, after Michael is tucked into bed, I collapse on our bed with a sigh. Becky was radiant today, Matt says. I smile. She was. I'm so happy for them. Matt climbs up the mattress and leans against the headboard. Did you tell her I knew about the baby? I lay my head on his chest. It may have come up. He rubs my back. She told me before we walked down the aisle. I think I finally understand the look your grandpa gave me at that dinner years ago. Smiling up at him, I say, He loves you. Now? But that night he was ready to take me on. And I know he's like 90, but knowing what I'd done to his precious granddaughter, he may have taken me down. So, Greg? He's a good guy. He loves Becky. But I made him the same promise your grandpa did to me. I sit up. What did grandpa say? You never told me. Matt shrugs. He said if I ever hurt you, he'll get me, even if it's from the grave. My grandpa said that? Yep, and I made Greg the same promise. I settle my head again as Matt splays his hand over my huge tummy. How's our little guy? Do you think he'd mind if mommy and daddy have some fun? My head moves back and forth. Aren't you tired? Matt pulls the pillow from behind my back and leans over me. Sophie, I promised your grandpa I loved you and would be the best husband to you. He spreads my legs as he speaks between kisses to my sensitive skin. I told him that he'd never need to worry. You and I were undeniable, meant to be. His gaze meets mine. Oh. My back arches as he plunges inside me. When I open my eyes, his adoring green gaze is shining down. Go ahead. Deny it. Deny we were meant for one another. A smile returns to my lips. No, sir, I can't. I lift my palm to his stubbly cheek. You're my Prince Charming. You always were. Now make me come. His laugh rumbles from him to me. You're insatiable, especially when you're pregnant. It's your job to keep me that way. Matt brushes a kiss over my lips. Challenge accepted. I love you, Matt. I love you too. Undeniable. The magic word. The end. This has been Undeniable by Aletha Romig. Read for you by Elsonali Sonali and Daniel James Lewis.
1: Hey. 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 Now that's the good stuff. That's not or That's the whole people <laughs> leaving you on a cliffhanger, leaving that's you That's the happily ever after we're here for, okay? That's the one we're here that's for. That's what we came for. Yes. Oh, and also, I was going to say, we're not trashing the author. I'm sure she had no say. This has
0: nothing opinion. to do with the writer's ability. <laughs> oh, and I've said that before when I've written a review that wasn't as glowing. It has nothing to do with the author. It has nothing to do with their work or how they write or anything. It has to do with the story itself and how disappointed I am. And it also has to do with the marketing company. That's who I'm angry at right now. So, Yeah. If you're gonna watch anything
1: on Hulu, watch Killing Eve. <laughs> it's the greatest show of all time. <laughs> Why else would you want I to watch swear. anything else?
0: Oh, and I want to um say real quick for all you burn bitches out there, Carrie. I hope this this catches on. I'm trying to make burn bitch happen. But um, Carrie and Burn, she posted up in her group the other day. Business of Blood is coming to audio, and it's available on 526. Go ahead and grab that up. I pre-ordered it on Audible um, because I tried to to read the paperback several times, and I just love being read too. So. Anyways, it's also being read by Justine Eyre, E-Y-R-E, who Kerrigan was super jazzed about and ended up tagging all of the author's books that she listened to in audio that were done by this narrator because she was so excited. She was like, she's done this book and this book and this book and this book and just listed them all out. So apparently she's big in the romance community. So that's really cool. Ooh, excited. Yeah, yeah. So check that out.
1: Go to Kindle Unlimited and click the Indulgence Series box set by Aletha Romig. It's there right now. Uh, The first one in the series, if you just want to test the waters, is unconventional. And like we read the blurb for that on Monday. It's about a guy who's kind of obsessed with a TV anchor and um, wants her to call him sir. (laughs) So we can't go wrong there. And uh, she's doing a signed paperback giveaway of three books um, in the Indulgence series. So go to readmeromance.com and enter to win those books. And next week on the podcast is my week. I'm
0: so excited. What are you bringing us? Is this a stripper one? Strip bear? Stripper meets Sunday school teacher. Yes. Get ready. What's the name of it? Is yeah. it strip bear? Did I say it?
1: Stripped bear oh, okay. I called it. Yeah. I was like, really did I just creative. make that up? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've never released it It's just It was like A kind of like A, a thing I just uh, Like an original story I did for my readers group Like a long time ago mm-hmm. But it's really sexy And really Like the, he's a male stripper But there's more to the story than Oh there.
0: I'm excited And Yeah <laughs>
1: It's exciting It's lots of fun mm-hmm. So well, That'll be That'll be a good time I can't
0: wait to talk shit On that off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I don't have to I know, I was like, fuck yeah, thing. we're just flying by the seat of our pants. We're like, what are you yeah. giving away? I don't know. What do you want to give away? Hopefully Mel will be back I know, got to body We've act. been two weeks without her now. I don't know how much yeah. longer we can do this. Yeah, we can't keep this <laughs> up. No, she's not yelling okay. at us. Leah, tell
1: him what to do. Fuck your
0: day up. Make stay your bitch. Don't be a tick. Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance.